Um, one thing I pride myself on is just being the same and, and trying to look out for my folks along the way. Like even with all these you know big things happening, nigga, like you still mad humble and you still like you have enough clout now where you could easily be like, I'm not fucking with this. I'm not fucking with that. Oh yeah, motherfuckers, it's on. I don't know. I, I don't know if there is a such thing as a good bad driver though. There is. Like it's either one or the other. Like either you're you're good at driving or you're bad at driving. You're a good bad driver. If you need to dodge get up on the, the mic, cops, get up on the mic. If you need to dodge the cops, then you need to drive bad. But there's a good way of doing it because you can duck and dodge other people. Have you not? You won't hit nobody. Have you ever ran away from the police? <laughs> no, not even like on foot. Okay, maybe one time at, at a high school, I was stayed after I was supposed to, and he came after me, and I tried walking faster, and then <laughs> he put his handcuffs on my hand. What? Are you serious? Yeah, just because I stayed after school and they were vandalizing, so there was a rule that you couldn't stay after school. I didn't even know he was a cop. He was dressed. Hold on, Pe kids at school were vandalizing the school, and you just happened to be there. You weren't vandalizing the school. Yeah, I wasn't. But they had this rule that you couldn't stay after school anymore, and I had to go back in to get my friend because I was her ride. And he's like, "What are you doing? You need to leave, leave the building." And I'm like, "Okay." So I leave, and then I go around, and then that's when he's like, "He put the handcuffs on my hand." Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you you have quick feet though. I would have been gone. <laughs> <laughs> they're quick, but they're short. <laughs> <laughs> Big steps. <laughs> so I got some friends here. Uh, let's just, let's go around the room and introduce ourselves because you ladies, we just spent a good hour figuring out some things because you are about to start a podcast. Yes. So let's go around and start. Let's start with you. Who are you, and why are you here? Yeah, this Lena. is like this is like fifth grade. <laughs> where it's the first, you know, your first time in class. You're introducing yourself to the world. My name is Lena. Get up I'm to the alcoholic. mic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not fifth grade, but <laughs> for you, it, it could be <laughs> whatever. I am Lena. I am. We got labeled a manager today, so <laughs> we'll see how far that goes. But I am here for support, and that's where I stand as of now. <laughs> Gabby, I am Gabriella. And I am here learning about podcasting with awesome Andre. Yeah. Cool. And I am Leah. Um, thank you very much is what I want to say. Leah about to cry. You all right? It's a moment. It's a moment. No, seriously. Yeah. You guys, you ladies have, you, you hit me up. Well, first you hit me up out of nowhere. Lena. You hit, hit you me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So you hit me up and you're like, yo, is this, is this, Dre, are you like, is this Andre? I'm like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> and come to find out, my uh, my best friend, my brother, Cesar, gave out my number without my permission. <laughs> should we call him out? I, sh I should. Should I we should. call him out? <laughs> but, Name drop. <laughs> and you're like, hey, I have some friends that need some help. They want to start a podcast. And here we are. Months later, because I'm yes. an asshole. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> this is a busy man right here with kids and a family and a job. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out at the perfect time. Thank and it you. did, yes. Yes. And we just literally spent an hour figuring out your guys' equipment and everything. But you're solid. You're good to go. My question for you ladies is, why Why a podcast? Why did you want to start one? I mean, I, I, I've been told that like I move people with my words. And um, not with Zumba, like the class downstairs that's going no. ham right now. <laughs> but with your words, yes, with my words. And I concur. I I am not a really good singer, so I'll, I mean, I think okay, podcasting. <laughs> I could speak many skills instead of singing. So 
Or an I, actress. Remember when you wanted to be an actress? Yeah, I wanted to be an actress at some point. And I just, I love expressing my thoughts and feelings. And they say that women have, I don't know how many words that they need to express in a day, but it's like 10 times a lot more than men. And my partner is always like, can I speak? Like when we're arguing, he's like, my turn? Is it ever going to be my turn? And so, yeah. I don't know. Well, <laughs> Latinas are like that anyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my mom oh my gosh <laughs> so what was your reason for for starting the podcast for me i really want to be able to inspire people like i've been through a lot and i just want to be able to like show up and do my contribution to the world i really like i have this like image of what it's going to look like like it's been in my head for so long and so your podcast yeah and, and having an audience and everything. And I think that, you know, we're just really powerful together. We've we've been able to do a lot of things together that have um, inspired a lot of people in the past. Mm-hmm. Gabriella, you look like the sergeant. Like, you look like you're no <laughs> nonsense. No, she's not. She's very, like... <laughs> Is yeah. Gabriella fun? What do you mean, like, no nonsense? I don't know. You, look, you, just, you just seem really strict. <gasps> no. <laughs> so, I, like, I come from the journey of, like, people-pleasing... Um, I'm like the knock that you heard that was like super soft. Yeah. I'm like scared. Like I'm, I'm like, what if this guy starts yelling at us? Or <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not a dominant person. Like I'm, I'm a passive, soft, really kind, sometimes too kind. The mm. one that gets taken advantage of usually. Gotcha. That's, but I can get really loud and I love talking and I'm like a social butterfly. So yeah, that's kind of a but mix of But you do like trades. to follow orders and like list and yeah that's true like yeah well i'm a perfectionist like i <laughs> i went through a bikini competition four years ago and that was like the perfect thing for me because it had an order okay you had to work on this th- these kind of muscles this day and you had to have this type of diet and then towards the end of it it's like oh yeah that's like how my mind works so it was like it wasn't like easy for me because it was hard but it was one of the easy things for me in life bikini competition have you ever thought about doing like bodybuilding, like bodybuilding competitions? That's what it was. Oh, okay. Well, you said bikini. I'm like, <laughs> like bikini cuts, like bikini. Cuts. The beach. No, like bodybuilding. You, you, you bodybuilding. You remember beach? Remember the the travel, the traveling agency beaches oh, or whatever? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was kind of a. a it was a commercial. I saw the commercial. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. So I knew a couple of homies that worked there, and it was kind of a, a weird thing where they had their their agents do bikini modeling to get people to sign up for their traveling stuff. Wow. So that's exactly what I was thinking. But <laughs> so bodybuilding. Yeah. When did you start bodybuilding? That was four years ago that I went through that. That's when you started? Yeah, that's when like so four years ago I started and it took me probably like maybe three to four months to get the form and then get on stage and then get the trophy and then yeah. Oh you won. Yeah. I won second place. Damn! So you didn't win? No, I did not. Damn! Yeah, well, she did because she won. No, nah, we don't place. do participation <laughs> trophies around here. All right? It's either you won or you didn't. <laughs> not as plain. That's and, dope. That's yeah. a, it takes a lot of commitment to to build your body. You know, I'm speaking from a place where I'm on a journey to lose weight. I'm on a journey to to be healthier, make better decisions, uh, nutrition wise, and it's very tricky. You know what I mean? Like. It's very tricky to 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 count grams of sugar and calories and macros and all this other stuff, especially for somebody like you. That's, um, I guess, 
I mean, you're not obese or anything, so you're like. Oh, her trying journey to- continues after that. <laughs> yeah, I shaved my head right after that. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 what? Yeah. Completely bald. Yeah. Was this before or after? Uh- right after the bikini competition, after getting on stage and getting the trophy, I shaved my hair. I took out my breast implants. I stopped wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, it was why. Like, um, that is the question to continue on the next podcast. <laughs> That's why we're making a podcast. There's so much. There's There's just a lot to share. Um, For me, what happened was, um, so me and my friend have struggled with bulimia, the eating disorder. Um, I I stopped throwing up like four years ago. Like that's when you eat and then you throw it up, right? Yeah. Okay. We called it eating an apple. Eating an apple. That was our code word. Like, hey, did you eat an apple today? Because we, you know, we were ashamed about it. You know, nobody knew. Like, we. She was the only person that I would like actually talk about it with. And Mm. so I didn't realize that I had buried bulimia under the rug. And when I competed, I was shown like, that's exactly how I've been living my life. That strict because I've been caring so much about what people thought about me that I was willing to go through the extreme in a, in the body bodybuilding competition. I didn't drink water um, after 6 PM for like almost a week. I was on the treadmill for three fucking hours, like the day of what? Yeah. Like, the, the bikini competitions is like, it's serious shit. It's not healthy. It's not, I don't know how people keep doing it. Yeah. And so I feel like when we did ayahuasca, the plant medicine, I asked like, please help me find out and discover like why bulimia started and how can I get rid of these body image issues? Ruff, ruff, time out, time out. Hey everybody, my name is Daniel. I'm the admin of the Jazz Nation social media pages and of course a lifelong Utah Jazz fan. And now I'm also the host of the Jazz Nation podcast. And I'm Will Wonder, lifelong Orlando Magic fan. Whoa, whoa, hey, relax, relax. And co-host of the Jazz Nation podcast. Each week, check in with us to hear all things Utah Jazz related. Scores, predictions, player movement, and everything in between. We will also have some really fun interviews with current and former jazz employees and players. Once again, that's the Jazz Nation podcast. Find us wherever you stream podcasts. Bye-bye. It was a year after we experienced ayahuasca that I ended up competing. And competing is what allowed me to see that there was something I still needed to heal. And so I just became inspired. I became inspired to stop fitness completely because... I uh, stumbled upon a YouTube video that said exercises for exercises healthy, but only for healthy people. Mm. That's when I questioned, am I not healthy up here? And I wasn't, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with this image so that I could be seen loved and approved of by others. And the crazy thing is that I was working at a call center at that time where there was just men and to go from a bikini competitor, like that image, of the muscles and being thin and having the pre- the breast implants and the lashes and the long hair to shaving my hair, like a lot of people thought I went crazy. But if I would, if I low key think the shaved head is a sexy ass look. Like Jada, <laughs> <sighs> I'm just saying. And she pulled it off. She definitely oh, yeah. pulled it off. Thank mm-hmm. you, Gabby. So you tried to do one good. thing and probably made it another. Like people were probably like, damn. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, there was a lot of judgment from a lot of people. Yeah, yeah there was, and I I think. That's why I feel like I was inspired to do those things so that I can face the issues. Mm. And the issues was 
I, I was rejecting myself and a lot of us have these issues we look in the mirror and we just automatically reject ourselves because we don't look like what we've been taught we're supposed to look like but who says we're supposed to be thinner mm-hmm. it's like how do you feel if you feel good who says you're supposed to lose weight now, yeah, now absolutely. If, if you want to lose weight because you f- you're you, f- you feel like you want to to yeah. feel better than great but i just want to shop at target that's my reason that's my purpose (laughs) but where did the insecurity come from was there as an an exact moment in your life where you're like i felt insecure and you felt like you had to um do those things yeah so like in venezuela um and and i'm sure that this is common in a lot of cultures but in venezuela uh every woman there has uh, breast implants you know the butt is fake as well um, fake nails and a lot of young girls go for the older men who have money t- so that they can do those things and sugar babies yes sugar daddies. <laughs> as a young girl I was always told like oh Gabby like when you grow up you know maybe you can be Miss Universe and like yeah or you can be an actress or oh you're you're pretty you could be this and tell them about when you what you told me you said with your three sisters you guys all had roles and what was your role as being the pretty one yeah um, you said your older sister was the smart one. You're yeah, and, and I was the pretty one. So, like, I I don't know, that pressure just, like, I took on that pressure without knowing it. And um, even my aunt told me, I don't remember this, but she told me that when I was young, I had said, when, I am, when I'm older, I'm never going to be fat. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, a fear for me. Um, but what did it for me is I was uh, 13, 14 years old. I had a boyfriend. I thought I was going to marry him. It was my first love. Um, I wasn't ready to have sex. And so he broke up with me. And then two days later, he picked me up from school and showed me a picture of his girlfriend. And she was thin. And so I thought, you know, I must not be thin enough. Maybe if I lose weight, then he'll come back. And so one day my stomach hurt and a friend at school said, why don't you try throwing up? I didn't even know it was an eating disorder at first. Mm. I didn't even know what that was going to lead to. I just threw up. And then the thought came to me, what if you could lose weight this way? And so I, I just, I began doing that. And then it's like, it's like having a, another, a secret life. And then it became an addiction to the point where like, I had to tell my parents, hey, like, this is what's going on with me. I can't stop. And at first everybody at school was like, wow, Gabby, like, you know, you get that validation. You look so good. Like, how did you lose weight? You know? And then, then it's like, whoa, Gabby, like, you don't have a butt anymore. Like, are you okay? Are you on pills? Like, what's going on? And I was playing soccer at, in, in high school and I, um, I just like fainted and hyperventilated and I ended up going to the hospital because I was like 90 pounds. Oh my gosh. And what, like 16, 17? Uh, 14. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What saved my life though is I got pregnant at 16. Mm. And that's when I realized like I I can't like deny myself of nutrients. Um, And so he, him being in my belly taught me to eat for those few months. And then I would throw up every now and then after he came. And I thought like, oh, it's, it's fine. I'm healed from it. But like I said, after the competition is when I realized, shit, like I still need to heal this. And I still go through those struggles. I look in the mirror and especially when I shaved my hair and I didn't have the implants, mm. that was really hard for me because I was the complete opposite of what society standards are as a woman. And that's like a really hard thing to face. But I, I've always said it in my, my YouTube videos that I have when I talk about this is that it was it was easy to get on stage and win that, you know, number two trophy or whatever. But it was harder to shave my head and take out my implants and look in the mirror and say you're still enough. 
you're in a relationship during that time, aren't you? Yeah. To your your now partner, right? Yes. What was his thoughts? Like, did you guys he talk about? Her. He shaved my head. He sh- so you told him, hey, I need, this is what I want to do. This is what I need to do. Well, he told me that there was this MMA fighter because he's been into Doug boxing Rose. and MMA. I, I I forgot what her name was. Rose Namanu. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doug Rose. She fights this, this Saturday. Oh, okay. A yeah. bar named Sue, 8136 <laughs> South State Street. Come watch the fights. Hey. Oh, all right. Yeah, my partner <laughs> loves fights. Um, he, He's actually just opening up a store um, called All Sports Mouth Guards. And he makes like custom mouth guards for fighters or like wow. sports or whatever. And yeah, um, I'm, I'm the one that pushed him to do that because he was a tow truck driver before. And I told him, come on, baby, like you got to take that leap because if you don't, like we might stay here for a while. And so, so anyway. he's the one that shaved your head. Yeah. So you sit down with him. You're like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. And then how did it go from there? So he told me about the fighter. He said that she had shaved her head and he was just like a random thought. He's like. Oh, look at this girl. She shaved her head and she wears baggy clothes, not because she's like lesbian or anything, but because she wants to be comfortable. And that's when I was like, what? Like a woman is willing to do that, to be comfortable. And she doesn't give a shit about what people think about her. Mm. Damn, that's fucking inspiring. And so um, after I realized I had to stop fitness because I had an issue with like obsessive, like body image stuff. um, That's when I had the thought. So, like, these inspirations came, like, out of some type of guidebook, kind of, for me. And it first became stop fitness. And so I stopped fitness. The next um, inspiration was stop wearing wearing makeup for 30 days. And so I did that. And that was hard for me. And then it was don't do your hair for 30 days. And then after that, it was take out your your breast implants. And then after that, it was shave your head. And then when that voice said, like, shave your head, I heard another voice in my head that said, no. And when I heard that voice, I realized I had to do it because I wanted to face my fear. I want to go back to the breast implants because that's not cheap. Yeah, it's not. So you, you, it, I didn't, I, I don't, I ne- you never hear about that. It's not common, at least for me, at least maybe from the men's aspect of things. I never hear about that. And the first thing I'm, I'm such a penny pitcher that I'm like, I don't know. You invested in those things, <laughs> and now you're taking them out. Do you do you go to the same doctor that you went to to put them in? Yeah, he he. The same doctor took them out. Is it the same type of procedure? Like same intensity? Is it worse? No, it's a lot lighter to take them out. I was like, I saw everything when he took them out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they gave me some type of like thing to like relax me, but I was just like really curious. I'm like, what the hell? He was stitching them oh all, my and gosh, <laughs> yeah. You like pimple popping videos too, huh? <laughs> yeah. No. Never seen them before. Yeah, my wife loves those. That's crazy. So then you sh- you shave the head. Do you feel like your confidence building at this point? Or how was, how was that transition going? Like, no, when I shaved my head, I feel like I was barely tapping into, like, the issues. Because the thoughts were like, oh, my God, Gabby, like, what are you going to do? People are going to judge you, especially working at a call center where it was basically all men and they thought you were crazy the and storm got heavier yeah it got really heavy it got dark it got intense and i thought that i was going to shave my head and do all these things and i was going to be good but what i didn't realize is that it, it's it's like a forever journey the thoughts are still there but what helps me now is not identifying with them it's like before i was letting that voice drive me and i believed it you're too fat even when i was competing and I, and I was thin and I had the muscles and the implants, I would still compare to my, myself to that girl on Instagram that had bigger thighs. 
And I realized it was never going to be enough. I was going to kill myself being like as, as small as I can be. And that's why it's ridiculous society standards, what they have specifically for women, because the, the, the waist gets tiny and the breasts get bigger. And it's like, we're not going to be able to keep up. And women need to wake up to that. They need to wake up and see like, and it makes me emotional. Like they need to wake up and see like that they're enough mm -hmm. just as they are. They, they don't need to pay for all these things to, to feel loved and to know that they're worthy of love. Mm -hmm. And my partner tells me all the time, like, you're beautiful, you know, and I have the thoughts like you should get implants again. Like, look at you. You should dye your hair. You got gray hairs. And I just take a deep breath and I'm like, I've done all that. I want to for once, like, learn how to love myself just as I am. Are you sick of podcasts that just interview people with the same questions and gossiping nonsense? Are you tired of hearing about what's wrong with the world? Can you locate your nearest orphanage? Who cooked the last supper? R.I.P. Mr. Potato Head. Seppuku Harakiri. Where, Where is, is Mavis, Mavis Beacon? Beacon? This is Hoss. And this is Hoss Beefy. Listen to the Beans and Rice Podcast. Exclusively in Braille and all streaming platforms. Patent pending. I think that's where it starts, man. I think that uh, a lot of times I feel people, not just women or men, I feel like we feel like we have to be that one thing because our the opposite wants that. But in reality, like I just said, like there's beautiful women. Thug Rose is gorgeous. Yeah. Jada Pickett's gorgeous. No hair, right? Um, there's even that that supermodel that has a vitiligo or what's that? The skin condition where it's like white and oh, like the dog. Yeah. yeah. Is it vitiligo? What I, I forget know. what it's called. I don't know. But um beautiful, right? And and I feel like we have to we have to take a step back and love ourselves as as you were saying um before we we really kill ourselves cuz it gets to the point where people are suicidal because they're not what they think they should be you know what i mean yeah that's very tough and i'm excited to hear the podcast and hear the full story and hear um the journey because you just from what i've heard it's like there's some really special things there. Oh, yes. Yeah. We're so ready, huh? Yeah. So how do you follow that up? I just feel like there's so much that we have in common. Like, I've been there for her for a lot of, like, major things that have happened in her life. And yeah. same for her. She's been there for me. And there's a lot of similar things that we've gone through. We understand each other. We can talk about it, and I know that when we talk about it and we share with people, we're going to inspire people. Because I feel like there's a lot that people are embarrassed to talk about. Like, for mm -hmm. me, with bulimia, my husband did not know about my bulimia until a few years ago. Like, I literally would, like, we would have dinner. I would, like, go make myself throw up in the bathroom, turn on the water faucet. He wouldn't even know. Like, nobody knew. Wow. So just coming out and sharing that, I think that is so powerful. Yeah. And to, like, share with people, you know, that's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. Me too. And there's no shame. Like, for me now, like, we can talk about it with others, with each other. And I feel like that just brings more, like, power to, like, help heal other people. I, I hope that we can reach those girls that were where we were at, where we couldn't talk about this yeah. with anyone else besides ourselves so do you have bigger plans to maybe start like a non-profit type of thing to to be more in the community to to spread these voices and help these women and these girls um 
not that we've like currently spoken of i would love to like i'd love to create anything that will sp spread more awareness the only thing that i've done like on my own because i'm not very tech savvy is i just have a video up it's called bulimia self-hatred uh on my youtube channel uh, a journey within and um it just it shares my journey from the beginning until the end and why i shaved my head and and pretty much what i talked about with some music in the background and that's like my way of trying to get get it out there for for some people and the podcast now is another way that i want to get that out there we signed up for Dr. Phil once. Yeah, <laughs> he we never did. Reached back. No, nope, we didn't. <laughs> was he asking like for those kind of stories? Um, no, there was a part or that you can yeah that you oh. can search what stories that you want to put on there. You really are a manager, huh? Hey, yeah. <laughs> that's my calling, I guess. Yeah, she's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> she really is. Thank you. She got the hookup with you. <laughs> well, I just believe in you. I guys think it's so funny much. that she doesn't I hit do. me up until <laughs> she needs something. <laughs> She doesn't hey. say, hey, Dre, it's been forever. How you doing? It's, yo, I need you to help me hey. out with this thing right now. I warned you, I get to the point, okay? <laughs> I get to the point. <laughs> That's why I like shots instead of sipping on alcohol. <laughs> We're working on you. Get to the point. We're all working on, these, on ourselves. Yes, but like you said before, you know, everyone has families. People drift apart. I still owe you dinner, lunch, whatever. <laughs> so that'll I happen. I ain't never getting it. <laughs> That's a fact. I ain't never getting it. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. <laughs> do we have a Do we have a name for the podcast yet? Yes. Do we want to share the name? Or yeah. do you want to hold off? Yeah, we can share it. Go ahead, Lou. It is called Soul Sisters. Spell S-O-L-S, -S, like sun. Um, sisters, a journey within. We even have a logo ready to go. Word? Yeah, Can yes. I see it? Do you have a picture of it? You don't have to show me right now, but oh, I would love to see phone. it. <laughs> so my nephew, he is a tattoo artist, and he designed it for us and everything. That's dope. So. He doesn't get it tattered on you? Uh, no, I don't have any tattoos. I'm scared of needles. I'm scared of pain. <laughs> I thought I the, your whole story has been conquering fear. So yeah. I think it's time to get tatted, you know, yeah. and go do extreme. It. Like do your whole do back. Do it, do it. Okay, do if somebody it. pays for it, because right now I'm a stay-at-home mom. You know, I take care of children. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Gabby. What, what do you think is going to be your uh, your biggest challenge embarking on this uh, podcast journey? Um, I mean, it. I've already seen that the biggest challenge for me is my limiting beliefs about myself. Because as as a girl and on my journey, like. Uh, what was talked about a lot was just my looks but I, I was never told like you're so capable of doing this like your mind it, it was never like and I don't mean to blame my dad dad I love you if you ever hear this but my dad talked about that I should be an actress all the time you should be an actress you should be an actress you should find a man that has money you should like it was never like you could do this and so like we stumbled stumbled upon so many things with this whole like technology thing that I've felt really sad about it. Like, there's no way that this is going to happen because I have no idea, like, how to do this technology thing. And I've always depended on other people to do things for me. And so the whole, like, eating disorder and, like, my body image issues ties in with, like, my self-esteem, with, like, my beliefs about, like, what I'm capable of. So if this podcast, like, I'm not going to say if because our words are powerful, mm -hmm. but when this podcast goes out into the world and i'm feeling emotional right now again because when it goes out into the world yes girl I, like i'm gonna prove to myself that i i have more than looks to offer the world absolutely 
I feel it. And I think we have each other's back. Like, there's days where I'm like, I don't know if this is going to happen. And she's there. No, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, same for her. Like, no. Like, we believe in We really, I really believe in her. And she really does believe in me. And together, we're more powerful. And we know that. And we appreciate that. And we're very grateful for, you know, the relationship that we have. Yeah. That's why you're soul sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, a beautiful thing. I would be really interested in a in a in an episode where you talk to your dad. But she conquered. She did conquer that fear. Yeah. Be- because I, I, the whole the whole when you're when I'm listening to your story and you tell me about that that 14 year old girl that had the boyfriend that dumped her for the skinny chick, I instantly think, well, where's dad? Did dad and mom tell her that she's powerful? Did mom and dad Tell her that she is strong and doesn't need nobody. Did mom and dad put these instill these things in her? Because if if not, and if so, did she not listen? Or if 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 she would have, would she have not went the, this extreme route? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I feel like a lot like is t- is tied into it. Um, I I didn't like openly talk about the pain that I experienced in in my first heartbreak. Yeah. Um. I, at a at a young age like that, thirteen, fourteen. You, hey, mom, I just broke up with. You know, it, it was hard to talk about it. And then going into bulimia, um, I think I asked my mom once, like, "Hey, mom, like, if you throw up your food, like, is that is that a, like a bad thing?" And I don't, I, I don't even remember like what she said to me, but I I remember that I was trying to tell them like, this is what's happening, and and I couldn't mm-hmm. until it got to the point where I was hospitalized. How much does culture play into um, talking about those things? And, I mean, you talked about being Venezuelan and, and over there it's all about the looks, getting money, and things like that. But how much of that um, impacts the way that you actually talk to your family about the way you're feeling? Um, I mean, I feel like 95% is cultural for me. Um, like, when I shaved my head, the hardest person to look at was my dad. And the hardest to experience was when he would tell me, when are you going to grow out your hair? Mm -hmm. You need to look like a female. You need to be more girly. You know, and when I would hear comments from my my family members, I would say, like, you need to make sure that your partner thinks you're pretty. Your partner thinks you're female. Like, you're pretty much somebody else. Pretty much them telling me, like, you're losing the, the things from our culture that say that are right. Like, you're going against that. And and it was painful, but. One day I just, I had to tell my dad, dad, I understand that you have your opinion about how I should look, but I'm, I'm trying to work on loving myself. Mm-hmm. So those comments, they don't help me. How does that, um, you ladies as parents, how does that change the way you parent? A hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like with me personally, I'm more open with my children because there's a lot of things that happened to me that my parents never talked to me about you know whether it be like sexual abuse or eating disorders like I never felt comfortable to go to my parents to talk about these things a lot of shame there was a lot of shame yes and I think just like in my culture like people don't really talk about these things you know mental health and to me like I 100% tell my children I am here for you you know I ask them how their day was I am very involved because I never had that. So they know that they can come to me about anything. You know, there's no filter. Like my six-year-old, like if you ask him, Kevin, where did you come from? 
he'll say mommy's vagina (laughs) (laughs) because he did very transparent you know did you guys have that talk (laughs) Have have you guys had the whole sex talk with your kids I don't with my 16 year old you yeah, did with my yeah, oldest kids, no. ones <laughs> with the little ones not like to the extent where i told them you know but they know yeah with my 16 year old i i just because my experience was my dad said you open your legs you're out of here like i'm gonna kick you out mm-hmm. and i had we were lds on top of that the religion you know they they pressure you and they tell you that you are not to have sex until you get married and they never talked about it openly they never said when it does come, like you got to make sure to wear protection because this can happen and blah, blah, blah. So when the time came for me, I was 16 and it, it happened. And um, I, I feel like because of the fact that I got pregnant at such a young age and I, I didn't have an open conversation about it with my parents, I grabbed my 16 my year old, like what before he was 16. And I said, look, Andrew, I had you when I was 16 and I want to do things differently than my parents did. I want to tell you sex is not wrong. We're, we're all sexual beings and you're going to know when the time is right for you. I'm not here to judge you about it, but I want to make sure that you do it responsibly because having you when I was 16 was fucking hard. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I just, I just say, wrap it up, mm-hmm. wrap it up, you know? And I also, I also believe it's important to teach our children that, um, I mean, for men, sex can be just sex, but Sex isn't mm. just sex. No, don't do that. <laughs> some no, men. Don't. Yeah, some men. Some men. <laughs> because me, my emotional cancer ass, I'm in love, like, <laughs> right away. It's not just sex. It's like, oh, shit. Like, yo, let's get married. <laughs> like, yo, I want to start a family with you. So I just kissed you. I don't care. <laughs> so not all men. It's just, like, no emotion, right? And I feel like some women, it's not emotion either. Like, there's some black widows out there that will kill you emotionally. And I think it, it's important to uh, to have those conversations. My thing is, is that when do you have those conversations? At what point do you sit down? Because to me, I'm like, damn, is is 15 too late? Should I be having it now? When my son's like about to turn nine. Kids, when your kids are little and stuff with mine, they're six and five years old. And I talk about them all the time where I'm like, okay, you know, nobody touches you in your private part. That's for you. You know, um, it might feel good, but that's for you. You don't let anybody go there and stuff. So I think it's the first time that they ask about it. The first time, you know, just that they're curious. Talk yeah. to them right then and there. And I also mm-hmm. think that there's so much information for children out there. Even like, so there's like YouTube videos for children where it's like cartoons, but they're like doing sexual stuff. What? Mm. Yes. I don't know if that's a good thing. No, it's mm-hmm. not. That's a horrible thing. No. <laughs> so you have to make sure you like, you know, you're checking these things because even if they're not coming from you, yeah. like children are able to get a hold of these things. So there's something Dr. Phil did say that I I liked a lot and it helped me a lot is you're going to have a lot of ears. You're going to have a lot of people in your ear. You want to make sure you're the right person in your kid's ear. You know, and that's that that rings a lot to me because you do want to make sure that they understand from your point of view and not what they're watching on TV and everything else, because that's just going to guide them down a whole different. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like you want to make sure you're the ones coming to your children because they're going to get the information nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so easy to Google or whatever. Oh, yeah. Or even at school, you know, you have another child that knows. And so they're telling your child. So <sighs> yeah. you might as well be the one yep. to have Badass that conversation. Kids, oh, yeah. Badass kids. <laughs> I, I go and pick up my son. He's in third grade. I pick him up. 
and I hear these middle school kids out there, and I remember back when I was in middle school, we were doing the same shit. But now as a parent, <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> it's all bad. It's kind of like when you watch a movie. For instance, mine was Clueless when I was younger. And you don't understand. You're just watching it. But try watching it as an adult. There's oh, yeah. a lot of things you're going to be like, whoa, wait, what? Watch that. <laughs> and I never had the talk. My dad, I grew up with a single father. And uh, he never he never had that talk with me. So I don't know where I got this. I didn't have my first kid until I was 23. I really didn't lose my virginity until I was, I think I was like 18. Like I was super late in some people's standards, right? What, <laughs> but what's, what? I mean, it depends, right? But I was always scared. I was always, I always thought like, yo, you kiss a girl, she's getting pregnant. <laughs> so I was very much like reserved in that, in that sense. Um, because I was I was scared to be a dad. I was scared to to be a teenage father. Cause motherfucker, I'm out here wilding. Like I was, cra- I mean, you remember back in the day? I was just in the club, just stupid, <laughs> getting in fights and doing dumb shit. But um, you're always I, talking about me over out here. <laughs> no, you just admitted it. Just no, <laughs> you you were out here. That's not out. Yeah, here. circle lounge. <laughs> Yeah, just just because I was a go-go dancer does not mean I was out there. I didn't start drinking until 23. I was sober most of that time period. How do you go-go sober? <laughs> I, I like to dance. It's fun. It's in me. I have a high energy to where I just, I have a natural high is what I like to call it. At what point do you stop go-going? Like, when do you retire? When do you put up the boots? I put those up a long time ago. I'm 32 I'm now. No, no, that's why I'm asking. I only like, did it for, let's see, out here in Salt Lake for what, maybe a month or two. And then I went to Vegas because you can make money out there. And out there, it was actually more, it was more productive and more, um, I don't know, less, it was more, I don't know the word for it. It was more um, organized, I guess. Like, so like if you had a tropical night, you'd be in a tropical outfit, not just some random bikini and, mm. you know, so it was more organized and I liked it a lot better and nobody could touch you. You're in a box out here. I just feel like people could try to grab at you and there's no, it's just a lot better out there. What made you want to stop? I was in a relationship at the time and I came back and that was it. <laughs> and then I broke up with them about two weeks later and stuff. And I didn't go back to go go dancing and stuff. I just had a different calling and. Continued with life. <laughs> it was fun. I tried it. I think if How I love go-go, I would have started like a go-go business. Hey. And like breed these new dancers. Mm-hmm. And how can we make it more than just dancing? That's true. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe that, yeah, that's something ooh, that I could possibly look into hey. because. Remember we were talking the about. The ins and outs. The a million dollar idea on the way here. And then oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Lena, I'm glad you came because what if you have a million dollar idea on mm-hmm. the way here or something? That's true. Yeah, that would be I, so I did cool see for Salt Lake because you don't really <laughs> see that here. Yeah. Like well, when you go to like Vegas or Cancun, they have the go go dancers mm-hmm. and here you don't really see that. Hey, yo, you're probably listening to the Unrestricted Podcast with Dre Rocca. We are? No, they are. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, wow. And I'm the real Ruby. You can catch me and Fonzie and the. Yeah, but I, I think you have to come in more smoother, more funnier. Like, yeah, yeah, they could catch us on the Late Talk 801 podcast. Yeah, y'all can catch us on Late Talk 801. Yeah, and we'll be like, and yeah, man, hey, and they could catch people like me, the real Ruby, and people like you, Fonzie, and people like him, G Daddy Funk, wow, that's on the Late Talk 801. Who cares? <laughs> what did he say? Huh? I didn't hear him. I don't know, but Why? this probably should be the ad. Is this... Are these on? Catch a new episode every Monday on all streaming platforms. The Lake Talk 801. 
tune in now. Tune in now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that um, I think that there is an opportunity, but I think that it goes deeper, right? Like, I feel like nightlife in general, you you have to kind of breed people, like personalities, right? I would love to go to a bar or a nightclub where I know that 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 barista or uh or that you know that waitress or whatever, like know them, their personality and stuff. It's not just like yo. I want a sex on the beach and here's my seven bucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I would love it if they put more effort into building personality. And I think that goes into business, right? Your podcast, mm-hmm. while you have your podcast, that's fine, but we want to see your personality as well. Oh yeah. That's when you start a community. Cause the whole thing with podcasting, the whole thing with anything you talked about starting your YouTube channel, you want to build that community, that community that's ride or die. You know what I mean? That if you have a solid community of 50 people right and you know those 50 people will show up and they will share your shit it's gonna take you further than getting 10,000 views on one video you got to build that community yeah and I think that's what I'm like for your podcast I think that's what the viewers are gonna get in you guys because you guys are very transparent you're very honest you guys don't hold back and I think you do bring a lot of personality with everything that you guys are going to talk about with with your subjects and so I just highly believe in you guys I really do and I'm so excited about all of this right now I really am and again thank you for remembering who I am <laughs> and allowing these girls to step up and do what I they want to do I was going to text you back because you oh. owe me mm. I'm like this chick waited 15 years to text me <laughs> Because she needed a favor. Because I needed a favor. <laughs> hey. Nah. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to friend about it. <laughs> what um, what do, you, what do you see in the future for your podcast? I know that it hasn't even began yet, but what do you see? I know you want to inspire. You want to uh, change lives and, and just be that motivation. But do you think that uh, it, it can, it, it's going to, like, implement guests and things like that? Um, yeah, I, I definitely... Um, see like guests coming on um what i see like the bigger vision is you know how like society already has their standard of their expectation of like what we should look like my hope is that i could somehow contribute to being an example you know how there's like models that are like uh voluptuous or they're like you know a larger size thick kim kardashian yeah thick thick um (laughs) I would want to like change those standards a little bit and, and fit in like, hey, you can have gray hairs and still be sexy. Like, hey, you can have real boobs and it's okay if they're small. Like you can still be sexy. National Geographic. Yeah. Or but it's all subjective, right? <laughs> like looks are so subjective, right? What what you're attracted to, she might not be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in and, and vice versa. It goes back to like food. I, I t- You might like sushi, but I don't, right? Like there's, I feel like looks is so subjective because while we talk about society says, I think that people in 2022, I don't think there's a group think no more. I don't think there is a, a, um, gray hair isn't sexy because that gray hair to whoever is going to find that is sexy to that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that. The more the more it's talked about, the more that people will understand and, and see that I truly believe that we're heading in the right direction. Um, but I feel like women have it hard. I mean, we look, look at the whole thing that's going on with abortion right now. Mm. 
Like it's it's wild. Like why don't women have the right to choose what they want? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so it's dictated by men who don't experience it. <laughs> old white men. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. So hopefully, with this podcast, I feel confident. The more that we get, you know, word out and the way that, um, you ladies feel, uh, the better. You know, I think that it will change a lot of people's minds and. Um, hopefully we can move forward. Yeah. And we don't have people that feel like they have to throw up after eating or feel like they have to end their life because of a bad relationship. Um, and I think talking about it and being, um, Latina, I think that's very important for our community. Yes. Oh yeah. It's true. It is true. And I think deeper than that, it's not just about like, Hey, you don't have to look this way, but it's like, can you can you open up to the idea that we are more than these bodies and that these are just temporary suits we're wearing to have an, a human experience? But deeper than that, we all have a soul, and that soul doesn't have to look a certain way. You feel that soul when you're when you're speaking to someone. If people open up to that idea, I feel like there will be less judgment and less comparison and less jealousy. Beautifully said, yeah. What do you think happens when we die? Um, I feel that we are shown our life through different perspectives like situations we go through where we're like man fuck this guy or this guy or this guy we're shown all of the perspectives until we forgive till we can have love and compassion for every single person involved in our life even to the dad that caused trauma about body image you know And I think we come back. I think we keep coming back and having these experiences and and different journeys. And but I think yet at the same time, after coming back for a while, I think at the same time, we also evolve into um, maybe like a different consciousness, like higher beings where we think differently, where we're aware of certain things. But I guess I haven't experienced it yet, so I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird thing to think about, right? Yeah. Life after death. Oh, yeah. I think that we're vessels. I feel like our energy doesn't go nowhere. Our, our energy goes to another place. And it's, a, it's always been a... a, a, a I, get, I get in my head about this thing, man, because I feel like death is very interesting because when we're born, right... We're, we're born to die We're already dying Isn't that a crazy thing? It is, yep. yeah We're already dying This ain't no Benjamin Button <laughs> <laughs> Never seen that movie Oh, you should What was the last movie you guys seen? Jeez um, Do you watch movies? Do you guys Netflix and chill? Oh, yeah, all the time I'm watching a documentary right now about cults I, yeah, I do more like documentaries yeah. I love documentary. Have you guys watched a uh, Marilyn Monroe one? No, I, I saw that. that. Mm-hmm. I started watching that one. I haven't watched it yet. I'm watching uh, John Wayne Gacy's right now. He was not a good guy. Oh, I oh, seen that is one that too. The clown? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I, seen I already that one watched too. that already. Yeah. He yeah. killed like a bunch of gay. Yeah, and it said they he found them all in his and his uh, just buried in his basement. Yeah. Of the he killed like so many of them. Yeah, that's crazy. Ugh. Oh man. Documentaries for days. We gotta do another one on that one too. <laughs> Night Stalker. That one made me sick. Mm. The uh, I forget what his name was. And the bad thing is, is that he was Latin too. So I was like, "Fuck him." Mm. <laughs> Damn man. Um, 
I really appreciate your ladies' time. Uh, I uh, I look forward to the podcast. We we haven't even got social media set up for the podcast just yet, right? Right. Yeah. So that is coming. Soul Sisters. What what's the rest of the title? A journey, a journey within. within. Boom. We have T-shirts and merch and stuff. That'd be awesome. I mean, yeah, maybe we, we got can. a Most artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Would you guys ever fight? Like each other? Like not not each we other. We used to go to a boxing gym. Mm-hmm. That's where we. That's where she did. We her trained training. together, and she Leah was about to compete too, but. Yeah. When I got the trophy and I was done with that experience, I went to her house and I wrote her this beautiful letter. That I still have. That she still has with the trophy. And I said to her. Don't do it. I was going to say that. I said to her, here's the trophy. I'm giving it to you. And what I'm telling you with this trophy is you don't have to get on stage and put yourself through that to know that you're enough. Mm, That's beautiful. But it wasn't first place. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's like Abby Lee says off of the dance show. And so she says, second place is the first to lose. <laughs> and I heard it was the hamstrings. She had bigger hamstrings than I did. Which one's the hamstrings? Is that in the, the front or the back? The back. Damn yeah. society. <laughs> Los jamones. I think it would be fun to train for it, though. Like yeah. I think was did you find joy in it though? I mean, in the, in oh the yeah, I, like, I think you should do Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior. I mean, that one sometimes I have thoughts about like, what if I could do it again with a different mentality? Yeah, you know, um, and I think that that's very possible. Um, I don't know how soon that would be because um, I get very obsessive already now, uh, still like with my diet and stuff. And then my knees start hurting, and that's when I know, okay, Gabby, you're under eating. Like you don't want to go there. You've been there, so. For me, like right now, it's become more of a priority to listen to my body and to focus on how I feel versus how I look. I think also having that type of body is not sustainable. Like you put your body through a lot of trauma with like, you know, working out so much. Like I get exercising and being healthy, but the way that we were working out was not healthy. Yeah. Mm. Especially the way we were eating. We were, the, the trainer really had us under eat. Like I, when I went through my first competition and then I was going to go through my second competition, I went with a different, different trainer. And she said, what? He was having you eat just baby puffs and a protein shake. (laughs) I'm like, what? Yeah. For like, you're not a baby. Yeah. But the baby puffs have like super (laughs) zero calories or low calories. And so, I mean, they are delicious. Yeah, they are. When some fall, my daughter, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now my daughter eats everything in sight. She's she, man, it's it's bad. She eats everything. <laughs> Which this I my family they're very picky except for my baby. <laughs> but the things that I eat, I'm like I have hot sauce. Mm. I'm eating sauce person. Yeah. I get it. Like cuz I'm trying to, I stay away from the ketchup, right? Cuz of the sugar and stuff. The fructose corn syrup? Yeah, and all that stuff. <laughs> so, I'm learning like I told you like it's it's, it's very hard to learn about nutrition. There's so much there that i'm trying to learn and and do it the right way right i'm not um i'm not doing it in a way where i'm like obsessing over like what i'm eating but i am trying to be better about understanding what works for me yeah you know what i mean because we're all so different right and that's important what you could talk babysitter oh oh hurry gotta go yeah she's gotta work at 3 a.m what kind of name is that noi Oh, Noi Asian. Oh, I just I'm organized, so I put it all the D Noi. Like yeah, that's because my 
ex relationship is Deshaun, and so all his family is under D. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. You, you touched on something important, though. I think it's different for everybody. You just have to feel like you have to check in with how you're feeling and what's working for you and what's not working for you because uh, a vegan diet may work for her, but it may not work for me. Yeah. And so we all have that intuition that's going to tell us like what works for us and what doesn't work for us. But at the end of the day, if it grows from the ground and the most organic that it can be, is probably the best one to go with. So shrooms. I was exactly. just gonna say, so I should not just talk some food here. <laughs> okay, ladies. Well, um, is there is there social media that you want to shout out or anything like that? Not yet. Okay. Um, when you guys have the podcast up, I would like for you to come back. Let's talk about it, and uh, let's get people uh, tuned into your show. Let's do it. Um, Thank you so much. I'm gonna leave you hanging until you buy me lunch. <laughs> You. <laughs> air fives. Lita just tried to air five me. I was like, no. This guy. <laughs> um, Butt hurt. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate you, ladies. And um, do you have a social media you want to shout out? Um, no, I don't do social media at the are moment. Oh, you, you want? Oh, you're on like uh, Christian Mingles. <laughs> you're single now, right? So. <laughs> oh gosh, not ready for all that yet. Oh no. I, I uh, just got the manager title, so we'll just go there. <laughs> I know I keep trying to end this podcast because you got to go and I got to go. Um, <laughs> but uh, you guys haven't dated in forever, huh? I mean, you've been in a 10-year relationship. Did you guys ever touch the internet dating thing? No. Oh, no. I did before I got with this guy that I just had a baby with, <laughs> and I cut it off. But I actually signed up for blackpeoplemeet.com. <laughs> <laughs> you you said, said I'm Afro-Latina? <laughs> Is that what you said? That's what I said. <laughs> what? I really did, though. I paid for it and everything, and it's the first time I ever did it. And did you really think you were going to find love on there? I actually did. <laughs> and then, but it was miles away in Maryland. <laughs> so. You didn't travel for love? I was about to, and then this other guy came up, and I, d- I decided to go this route. <laughs> I'm going to help you with relationships because you need help. I got this she girl. Should I get all the guidance right here? <laughs> Thankful for Gabby. <laughs> I'll right. be okay. I will be okay. I hope so. But I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Yeah, well, t- I'll talk to you in 15 years. Um, <laughs> now, much appreciated, ladies. Um, again, Soul Sisters, the journey within. A journey within. A journey within. A journey within. Awesome. I appreciate you, ladies. Y'all have a good night. Make sure you uh, follow me on Instagram at Dre Rocka, D R E R A W K A. Allrock.com, uh, U92, right now I'm 6 to 10. That could change. U92SLC.com, uh, check it out. We out. Peace. Bye. Bye.